Worship at Home, Sunday the 15th of January 2023, the second Sunday of Epiphany. The Bible reading is from the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verse 29 to 42. The next day he saw Jesus coming towards him and declared, Here is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said, After me comes a man who ranks ahead of me, because he was before me. I myself did not know him, but I came baptising with water for this reason, that he might be revealed to Israel. And John testified, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and it remained on him. I myself did not know him, but the one who sent me to baptise with water said to me, He on whom you see the Spirit descend and remain is the one who baptises with the Holy Spirit. And I myself have seen and have testified that this is the Son of God. The next day John again was standing with two of his disciples, and as he watched Jesus walk by he exclaimed, Look, here is the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard him say this, and they followed Jesus. When Jesus turned and saw them following, he said to them, What are you looking for? They said to him, Rabbi, which translated means teacher. Where are you staying? He said to them, Come and see. They came and saw where he was staying, and they remained with him that day. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon. One of the two who heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first found his brother Simon and said to him, We have found the Messiah, which translated as anointed. He brought Simon to Jesus, who looked at him and said, You are Simon, son of John. You are to be called Cephas, which is translated Peter. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. In our Bible passage today, we're introduced to a scene where John, John the Baptist that is, is standing with his own disciples and sees Jesus passing by. He calls out, look, the Lamb of God. He's already baptised Jesus at this point. It's not an event that our Gospel writer John tells us about, but it's implicitly told when he explains to people, well, I know this because this is the man on whom the Spirit rested and stayed, and I was told that this person would come and this was the Messiah. So there's different elements to this story. First, John the Baptist, his ministry and his understanding of how he's identified Jesus as the Messiah. And there's also something about followers of Jesus, those who and how they came to Jesus, son of whom, of course, Jesus called, others of whom, these ones, um, Andrew uh, being one of them and then picking up his brother, Peter, to say through the ministry of 
John the Baptist, we know who this man is, and making a choice to follow him. But there is a curious detail in there that I'll come to in a moment. What really struck me uh, as I looked back on notes and reading this Bible passage was that the last time I preached on it in our lectionary cycle was three years ago. That was January 2020. It was a month when I had written to all my parishioners about my plans for the year, both in our newsletter and a specific letter sent out to explain that the year was going to be about buildings, about reviewing how we could maintain them, what we needed to do, public meetings I'd anticipate, I anticipated, um, how naive it seemed, of course, because we all know what happened in 2020. And that brings me to the curious detail in our passage here. It is in the end of verse 39, where our gospel writer notes, it was about four o'clock in the afternoon. Now, there have been some commentators who, um, because of John's theme of light and dark, think it's there's some important reason why he states the time of day. But many more, and myself included, feel there's a much more mundane reason. It's that whatever stories were told um, by uh, the disciples about meeting Jesus, this is one of the details that may well have come out. Oh, well, when this happened, um, it was about four o'clock in the afternoon. Why would they remember that? Because of how significant it was. Think of your own life. We don't remember uh, just the day that our eldest child was born. You probably remember quite a lot of detail of it or the time that they were born. We don't say, oh, got married sometime, you know, that day. You'll remember whether you got married in the morning or the afternoon. And it's true collectively as well. I know many people will still say they remember when they heard the news that Margaret Thatcher had been toppled. Diana's death is another collective memory that many people can remember. Perhaps not the date, but where they were and what time of day it was when they heard that she'd been killed in a car crash. And is it the same, perhaps, for many people when the first lockdown was announced? I remember it certainly. Easy to remember the date because it was actually my husband's birthday. But more than that, I remember it because we were already locked down. We were already sick with COVID. It was frightening. But a part of me was relieved when the world stopped because I knew I could actually stop because while ill, I was still remotely trying to help keep things running in the outside world. So we remember this detail. And so one of the messages here is surely, well, I remember meeting Jesus. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon. It was a big deal. It was a life event. So meeting Jesus is something we remember. Do you remember? Not necessarily meeting Jesus. We haven't met him face to face in a, a physical sort of a way, but we have spiritually. Are there moments of your faith life where you know you have met with Jesus? I know I could ponder on a number of them, 
but I won't right now. So that is one of the details that we need to think. Significant moments in your life. Knowing Jesus is a significant thing in your life. And there are moments of hearing his voice and call on your life that you may well hold. But there's a second element to this passage as well, and it's about choices. When we have met Jesus, what do we do with it? Well, two of Jesus' disciples at this point decided to follow Jesus. It doesn't explicitly say, but they left John. They went to talk to Jesus. And... Jesus invited them to stay with them for the day. They did, and we know that Andrew, his brother, Simon Peter, became some of the first apostles of Jesus. We often think, because we talk about the calling of the apostles, that Jesus chose everybody he was with. I mean, he he did on the one hand, but on the other, he didn't specifically call them. Here is a case of two who saw him, who heard about him, and who followed him. So what choice do we make in our life to listen to, to meet Jesus, and in doing so, to follow him? So no answers today, nothing specific in terms of leaving you homework as I did last week, but time for reflection. Have you had moments in your life that you remember meeting Jesus. Perhaps it was one day at about four o'clock in the afternoon. What choice have you made in response to that meeting? Has it been to follow him? Has it been to go somewhere uncomfortable? Or has it been to say, not now, Lord? Perhaps it's time to think about that again. When I last preached on this passage, it was in January 2020. None of us would fully realise how that year came about, would come about. I know that in that year, as we saw blue skies over Delhi and seeming cooperation over searching for a vaccine, I had hope for the world. And yet as we've come out of that, I'm losing that hope. I'm seeing people who had little to do other than sit at home and worry about themselves, those who might be selfish, be more so. I've seen cruelty. We've all seen in the news war. There's gossip. There's unkindness. And we have a choice when we've met Jesus in our life. Which way are we going to go? But I haven't lost all hope because I live constantly in the hope of Jesus Christ. And for all that we lost in terms of pandemic, people, cooperation and communication, so did we also gain insights to ourselves and our communities and to the way the world works. So I'm making a choice to keep on following Jesus listening for his word and waiting for those moments that stay with me forever. Amen.
Our intercessions today are based on David Adams' prayers titled The Commitment of Faith. Let us pray. Blessed are you, Lord our God, in you is life eternal. You love us with an everlasting love. You give us the freedom to turn to you or turn away from you. You do not compel us to love you, but invite us to know you and your love. Help us, in our desire, to know you and to be more faithful to you, as we bring ourselves in prayer to you now. Lord, we give you thanks for all your faithful people, rejoicing in the fellowship of the saints and all who have been loyal to you. We remember before you those who are new to faith and all who are seeking to deepen their faith. We pray for all who are tempted to turn their back on you, those who are troubled by doubt and those who are finding their faith a challenge. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. We give you thanks, Lord, for the gift of power that you have given to peoples and nations, praying that we may use all our powers to your glory and for the benefit of others. We pray fervently for those who suffer from the misuse of power, those who are oppressed, wrongly imprisoned, and those who suffer from violence and war. Lord, grant us peace in our hearts and in the world. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. We give you thanks, Lord, for those who brought us to know and love you, remembering teachers, preachers, our friends and families. We pray for relationships to reflect a good and right relationship with you, remembering those who are in places of brokenness. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. We give you thanks, Lord, for all who have committed themselves to work for your glory and the benefits of others. We remember those who feel let down, deserted or lonely. We pray for those who are marginalised in society and ask your blessing and healing love upon those who are ill at home or in hospital or those who seek healing or deliverance. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. You, Lord, are the giver of life eternal. And as we remember those we love, but we no longer see, we think of the faithful departed, that they may rejoice in the fellowship of the saints and the fullness of life eternal. Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. So we come to say together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. 
Amen. Eternal Lord, our beginning and our end, bring us with the whole of creation to your glory, hidden through past ages and made known in Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord and the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen. Thank you for joining me for Worship at Home. If you would like to receive links to my weekly podcasts, please do get in touch through the Anchor Podcast website or directly at revlucylun at btinternet.com. Goodbye.